Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grown Men Watch This Shit. Grown Men Watch This Shit. Uh, I am Chris, accompanied by my lovely co-host, Mr. James Vanderbeek. Jeremy, how's it going, friend? Oh, lovely, as you described. I have to agree. I'm feeling lovely, looking lovely, uh, just lovely in general. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. I am... um, I guess I'm I'm dealing with a bit of G1 madness at the moment. I don't know if you, um, you know, uh, maniacally feel the need to watch every show from the G1 Climax tournament as I do, but no, um, sir, no, no, sir, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> dive. The people who do so, like John Pollock, who watches like every single match and mm. discusses every single match on a podcast, you, you are madmen, but. Yeah, uh, no. So what, what, what's the best thing you've seen so far? Oh, man, that's hard. Um, I mean, early me top, on my... Top three. Top three. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a bit better. Early on, my favorite was um, there was an awesome uh, Zack Sabre Jr. match with... Um, oh, he's, he's had a, a great few matches. He had a, a really good one that I remember with Sonata that was like 11 minutes of just like one of the best 11-minute matches I've ever seen in my life. Um, also, uh, Ishii has really been the, the MVP of the whole thing. He's had some fantastic matches. I think maybe my favorite of the entire thing was um, Ishii and Goto, just two big burly guys beating the absolute fuck out of one another. Nice. And I, I just loved it. Um, and then more recently, yeah, the um, Ibushi-Ishii match that uh, everyone's sort of heralding as the match of the tournament. Um, yeah, I got a lot, a lot of love for that. Um, there's also a really great, um, uh, Michael Elgin has been fantastic all the way through. He's been just like so driven and just killing it in every match. Um, same with Hangman Page, uh, you know, your, your friend from, uh, previous interviews. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're a really good, um, Okada, a uh, non-Okada, um, uh, Kenny Omega match, with um, Naito on like one of the first nights that was just just got it all going, um, and uh, another one actually. Uh, Minoru Suzuki's had some really good stuff. One of my favorites was him against the the big uh, brawler, the unchained gorilla Togi Makabe. I don't think that match got nearly as much love as it deserved. Just a really fun match for just you know highlighting both of those guys' strengths. Um, and then, uh, Suzuki had another really fun match with, um, Tanahashi. That was just great storytelling. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're sort of my highlights so far, but I mean, there's a lot, been a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, some not so good stuff with all of the, the Tama Tonga, Bad Luck Fale, uh, shenanigans and bullshit. But, uh, I mean, it's good from my perspective because I just get to skip those matches. So it saves me time. <laughs> so, you know, silver lining. Silver lining. Hey, there you go. Yes, sir. Man. Uh, I, you know, I always, like, love the G1 tournament. I don't end getting up seeing a whole bunch of the matches, just, like, the ones that are really highlighted. But mm. the whole tournament itself, just the presentation, the way they treat it so seriously, the 
the press conference where everybody shows up in suits ahead of time and everything. Oh, it's like, that's the best where they have the photo it, shoot at the start and everyone's looking yeah. just fly as fuck. Yeah, they're like, here's my wrestler pose of the day or people trying to look cool as fuck. Or then they come to the microphone and just, you know, do some quick words about somebody specific. But I this year, Bad Luck Fallway just walk up and looking at everybody and then <laughs> and goes, fuck them, and walks away. <laughs> was the yeah. best thing ever dude but yeah wwe should do and actually make make their king of the ring more similar like treat it more like a sport like an actual tournament treat it with some respect and you know actually well, I mean, the thing the thing going back on that from what i've heard sure. on multiple occasions was like um for a long time other people have been proponents of such a thing you know back from back when the all japan champions carnival was as big a deal um, and yeah, based off the G1, they've suggested to Vince to, to do something like this. You know, you could do a whole summer long, um, you know, really big time uh, tournament. People love tournaments, but he at all times basically said so that much his... TV for them as well. They, like so yeah. much TV is written by just the tournament itself. But no, apparently Vince thinks that his viewers are too dumb to add up the points. So that's why <laughs> it's never been a thing. <laughs> here's the thing remind them what the points are fucking a we had we are reminded the countdowns during the royal rumble they let us know the 10 seconds before motherfuckers come out instead of the dude just coming out eh. oh whatever <laughs> uh, people don't want to do don't want to do maths when they're watching their wrestling just just put well, yeah. wrestling on we don't have to want points uh, uh. i definitely want to check out uh the fucking what was you said uh ishii and uh abushi was really real good yeah, the, those two matches, Ishii and Ibushi and Ishii and Goto. Probably, okay. like, if I had to just go with, with two as my, my top two, um, it'd be those guys. Two of my favorite guys, so it works out as well. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, and, yeah, it's been fun sort of keeping up with it with a couple of other pals that are also going through this maniacal uh, amount of watching wrestling. My cousin's actually been ahead of me the whole way. Which is like kind of incredible. Um, cousin Ben, a uh, great listener of the show, he um, normally falls a bit behind and I take off, but he's, he's stayed readily ahead of me for the entire tournament. So good job, rare Ben. It's rare you find fanatical wrestling fans, especially two within the same family. That's pretty stupendous. Um, yeah, I, I, I will have to watch that match, man. I, I've been having a lot of wrestling myself, but more watching it in person and going to shows. Like, we had two Defy shows uh, at the end of last month, and uh, then we have, believe it or not, tomorrow and Friday, a back-to-back, a double shot of Progress, and then Defy on Friday. So, it's a, it's been loaded. I've been going to a lot of wrestling shows. Yeah, it sounds like Defy has been um, really going on all cylinders at the moment with um, those couple of shows that sort of breaking out into Portland and, and being really well received in that market. Uh, seems like a pretty cool venue they got there. And, and then, of course, this uh, this madness with the, the, the Progress guys all coming in for that big double shot show after a whole uh, America-wide tour. Um so yeah, it sounds like a, a great time to be um, to be checking the out show. the Defy. Yeah, I'm actually going to check that because there is a knocking on the door. All right, check it moment. out, buddy. Oh, I'll no be right back. Um, I've already listed all the VHS tapes that are in front of me. So, but I also have a list of classic uh, Nintendo games that are sitting in front of me. We've got uh, Contra. Everyone's a fan. Regular MLB. We got Baseball All Stars. We got 
Bart versus the Space Mutants. Great game. Uh, Back to the Future. If anybody's played Back to the Future on NES, you know what a fucking terrible game. It's so fucking hard. People are probably better than me. They're probably saying, fuck you, Jeremy. You're just not good. Uh, We got Mighty Bomb Jack and then TNC Surf Design. I'm sure people are familiar with those classic 90s or 80s uh, surf design shirts. They had the fucking monkey and all that bullshit. Um, Yeah, over-marketing. They made it a game. Cool. Um, I've got Wheel of Fortune, probably inspired by my grandmother. Chris better come back. I can only go through so many games. Uh, Classic Jordan versus Bird. Shit. Amazing. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, two of the greatest of all time. I think he's coming back. I think he's he's returning. I can stop this. Hey, pal. All right. I'm back after running from the post lady. She oh, had a, uh, yeah, she had a, a parcel to drop off. Awesome. She, she delivered your package. <laughs> <laughs> she sure oh, did. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry. So while you were away, I discussed instead of VHS tapes this time, I, I have a, also a stack of Nintendo NES games. So I just went through a couple, uh, a list of classic NES titles. Oh, awesome. What's, oh. what's the top one that you had there, the highlights uh, of the group? I ended with Jordan versus Bird. I don't remember if you remember that one. Is Michael Jordan and Larry Bird like a one-on-one game where you can play different basketball scenarios with these two guys? <laughs> I did oh, not, yeah. but that sounds great. I originally thought it was like a fighting game. No, you just <laughs> Michael Jordan versus Larry. Bird. <laughs> That'd be tremendous. They they should have done that actually. And then the other one, you probably might know this one: TNC Surf Design. Do you remember those games? I did it was not. Like, it was like a. Uh... Did you guys get the NES down there? Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, the first console I ever had was an NES. I sound so um... ignorant to say that shit. Like, did American <laughs> stuff make it down there? Are you guys yeah. know? Yeah. So it's uh yeah, like a rest or not a wrestling day, surfing and skateboarding. And they even have a hacky sack level, I think. Uh but Ooh. yeah, that's was the basis of the game. But you're surfing around as like a gorilla or a, a cat in a tuxedo. It's pretty ridiculous. And it started as like a shirt design, they just made it a game, and I'm talking too much about this game that nobody cares about. <laughs> hey, maybe there'll be a lot of love for this uh this game out there. Who knows? <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to the, the cool show. So, yeah, the progress show itself is fucking great. Because, you I mean, they're coming into town. They're swinging for the fences. The main event is Walter versus Jimmy Havoc, which is just fucking ridiculous. And I've heard people who have texted me or tweeted me in this case uh, told me how very jealous they are that I actually get to experience that one in person. And uh outside of that we have like them matching up our guys with their guys which is fucking super cool yeah yeah i think that's very cool i mean that was the original idea of the the actual defy show that has the progress guys it's kind of like defy versus progress and then what Mm -hmm. the other cards sort of ended up a bit like that as well yes sir Mm. Yeah, and the, the other really good uh, show for the or match for the progress event is something we talked about before: is that Bandito uh, and Flamita and Ray Horace versus Must or British Strong Style. That's just like a main event typically on most cards, you would think. But yeah, that's fucking gonna be great. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm too excited, man. I having <laughs> lived up here for the longest time with hardly any wrestling, and now one of the biggest indie companies in international indie companies is coming to my city. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially, yeah, a promotion that blew up in the UK so much to where now they're like 
basically one of the top indies in the world and they travel to America. Like how insane is that? Yeah. Yeah. It. And everyone's been lucky that, you know, enough to be part of this progress tour and it's been pretty tremendous and everyone's giving oodles of praise. And, but one bad thing that came out of the whole thing is kid Lycos hurt his, or broke his collarbone. So mm. unfortunately I don't, don't get to see him wrestle up here. Well, I mean, there were a couple of injuries because also you're originally going to get Travis Banks, but then um, Trav got hurt before the show, so I then think he he was taken off the tour, right? I believe that is the case. Yes, sir. I forgot. Yeah. I I was forgot that didn't take place. That didn't take place during the actual tour, right? That was prior to it, right? No, I think it was just prior because they had all yeah, of yeah, the yeah. matches lined up, and then they had to sort of reshuffle everything with um with Trav being out of it. Yeah, it's just a shame when that kind of shit happens. But hey, you know what? It's as they say, cliche, it's not ballet. Mm. And a uh, card subject to change. Yep, also. yep. And then the, the big, one of the things that I'm really happy to see is a uh, good friend is uh, Ethan HD. He and mm-hmm. Mike Santiago, also a really great guy, are getting a chance to, you know, work with the Progress guys against Grizzled Young Veterans. And I am so proud of the guns. They literally are probably the best tag team up here. So if anyone deserves it, it's definitely them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a bit of um, of Santiago on um, some of the the small amount of Defy shows that I've seen so far, and yeah, dude, dude, seem real solid, nice, mm-hmm. nice, beefy heel, mean guy, did all the things good. Yeah, yep, yep. I was he, impressed. He started as like a when he first started out here, he was like a the big baby face for Buddy Wayne, and uh, yeah, eventually, over time, you know, as you become a grizzled veteran, you get kind of dickish and santiago is a hell of a prick (laughs) side side story on that did you ever see um buddy wayne wrestle in person i did not know i never got to see him actually wrestle in person i've seen footage of course but i've never got to see him actually work because i didn't know there was any independent wrestling scene at all around here when he was working still i was toward the tail end of his career probably when farmer was wrestling and shit but i never got to see him yeah yeah, because I mean, for listeners at home, I um I was a big fan of Buddy Wayne mainly from the Wrestling Observer Radio, where he'd he'd um do the shows with um Brian Alvarez, and um he was just an awesome, hilarious guy, just really glib and and always um yeah taking the piss out of himself kind of thing, and and he had a really fun insight on wrestling, and and he was one of the guys that you know the few do- dudes that straddled that um. You know, back in the, the territory wrestling days, and and seeing that sort of turn into the independent wrestling days, so you'd actually get, you know, a lot of insight from back in the the Portland territory and Don Owens and all that kind of stuff. Um, which you know, it's kind of sad that kind of stuff doesn't exist. But at the same time, we we have like a really cool indie scene these days as well. But yeah, a lot of love for Buddy Wayne. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle either. But just. He's a personality. He has left a a deaf mark on the business up here because there's so many so many of his students are solid. They're they're out there performing. They're you know teaching the knowledge. His kid is already pretty damn good, and he's not even like old enough to wrestle really. You know what I mean? So Nick Nick Wayne could be someone we see wrestle in the future because he's already a pretty tall kid. Uh, hmm. So who knows? Who knows? And yeah, like guys who wrestled on the last Defy show, Randy, uh, the catch, I forget, Carl Randers, I think is his other name. He's got so many different wrestling names. Uh, but he is was the head, uh, I believe, of the, the school after 
buddy le- buddy passed away and all i'm not sure if the school is still going to be around and active or it's kind of, it was kind of up in the air after i after buddy passed i haven't heard any more details but you know there's still people out there lending the buddy wayne knowledge out to the future generation so he has left the mark which is what every wrestler wants to do yeah definitely i mean he obviously lives on through um a, a lot of uh, you know everything that Brian Alvarez knows about wrestling with him um being learning a, a lot from uh buddy um and you know that uh, leaves goes on to have a, a big part to do with the way people sort of perceive wrestling now with how much of a huge thing that um the wrestling observer and wrestling observer radio have um sort of you know had to do with the overall scope of wrestling so you know it all flows on for sure, but, for sure. Um, I mean, the the scene that you got up there in the Pacific Northwest, I always thought it was really interesting, and, and especially from when Defy has kind of like just blown up the way it has. And again, you saying like it's um, it's sort of being so separated from everything up there, and then you guys get like an actual um, promotion that'll bring in a bunch of um, awesome dudes, and in also sort of. Um, focus on on fostering the talents of, of the local guys. It's it's just a really cool thing. I mean, I'd love to to talk more at length about um, Defy sometime on a, a future episode if you'd want. For sure, for sure. Yeah, um, but I mean, you guys had a couple of good shows you were talking about. Um, uh, so the the recent uh, escapade into Portland. That's the the second one that they've had out there now. Is that right? That is correct. That is correct. Hawthorne Theater, I believe, is the venue. Uh, really cool look. And yeah, show was awesome. This time I got to see it from the actual stage, so I got to see a lot better. Um, but the the main event, which uh, is something I want to talk about real quick because it was so great. I I don't know if the people are really fans of Austin Aries, the whole belt collector thing, because, you know, a lot of people these days think, you know, belts are just props. It doesn't really matter. But the way that he's doing it and walking around with all these titles and putting it so over the top, like it is so important, which is kind of, you know, playing off that whole stick. And I guess just to piss you off more, he comes out and says he's not going to even wrestle because he has a fucking title match with Moose the next night. So he can't. He can't perform. So, yeah, classic Schmoz. But uh, anyway, it's just fun. Good times before the match. I love that shit. Everyone likes wrestling. There could be awesome holds. Everyone can do a million moves. But I'm entertained by a really good heel on a microphone. Just, sorry, guys. You drove them all here to Portland, but I'm not going to work tonight. (laughs) But uh, probably the match of the night was Ray Phoenix and Ray Horace, which... I don't think a lot of people were even ready for because those guys are just spectacular and on point. And I, I think I noticed maybe one thing that was fucked up, and I don't even really care to even think about that kind of shit typically. But outside of that, it seemed like a perfect match in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Did, you, I, you, did they air that shit on Defy now yet? You know. Um, I haven't checked. I haven't um I been watching the more recent um. The more recent Defy Now, the the show that they have, I, I normally keep up with it on um, the high spots on demand. It's usually really good on there, and recommend checking out Defy on there for anyone that um, has a high spots on demand um, account. Good but plug. yeah, I mean, the as soon as I heard that that particular match, like they're kind of two of the top flight, most exciting indie guy, uh, indie lucha guys going right now. So I was I was really excited. Um, when I just saw that one on paper, 
I mean, how, how long did they go? Uh, I'd say it was probably about 15, uh, maybe a little bit longer, but yeah, pretty good amount of time. It was not a short match by any means, and they move a mile a minute, so you have to fucking give hands to their fucking cardio. They're crazy. Mm, yeah, and there's something else. Like, you see a lot of, um, you know, local lucha kind of guys that are, you know, local dudes that just work lucha style, and that's that's fine for what it is, but then you see these, like, proper top-flight Mexican luchadors, and you're like, whoa. That is next level. <laughs> These are dudes that have been training since they're probably like 12 and they just, everything looks so natural and it's it, it's just insane to watch. To, to try to think of like how they put that match together and how much is just, you know, on the fly from their experience with one another. It's, it's always like just kind of blows my mind. I mean, I, I love Lucha Libre, but that, that kind of stuff is, is so cool to see live. I love Lucha Libre too, but there's nothing worse than bad Lucha. It's like so comical. It's, mm-hmm. oh my God. Like I, there's, ah, fuck it. The show I was working at was most recently. Some of the st- stuff, some of the guys were doing, it was like, holy shit, I'm like doing commentary and it's hard. I've only done it twice. So it was hard sometimes for me to try to stifle back laughter when something was ridiculous. So I had to put the microphone down and it was just Dude, oh, bad lucha is just so awful because it's so beautiful when it's done right. It's like <laughs> they never stop moving. It's so smooth. And when you just see this jaunty, sloppy lucha libre, you're like, oh, fuck, what are we all doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and I want to touch back on one thing real quick. You mentioned about how Defy does bring in these top talents. And, yeah, they're not just feeding our guys to them. They're like actually building stars. And that's tremendous. A lot of more companies need to do that. I think a Back in the day, uh, it seemed more commonplace just to bring in these names and feed your guys to them. So I'm so glad that that's changed, especially up here. Back when there's maybe like two companies that ran every once in a while, it was always here, bring in Billy Gunn and let him squash a guy. or you know, bring <laughs> Squash in your main eventer. Yeah, bring in Disco <laughs> Inferno and have him do it too. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's actually interesting because it's very similar to um, the Australian scene for a long time was like that. They bring in a big international and just have them like um, squash the, the local dude. I mean, not a squash, but, you know, very just decisively just beating him and then they leave and then, you know, these are the guys that are left. And, you know, what does that do for everybody? But now it seems like um, it's similar to what, to what you're saying with Defy. Um, they're sort of focusing more on building the the local guys because i mean the local guys are so good i mean we, we spoke about on the episode with jonah all of these awesome dudes that are on the scene right now so it uh it, it is great to see those local dudes get a spotlight i mean to you in in um uh the the seattle scene um i mean you mentioned uh mike santiago and uh ethan hd i mean who else are sort of dudes worth checking out for people that maybe not too familiar with that um pacific northwest scene uh the first thing that speaks to mind is shaft this really tough guy kind of looks like rusev built that way um young guy too and he's actually one of the best pairings of the week of this weekend coming up is him versus walter and it's just gonna be smash mouth and fucking hoss as hell big big lads wrestling as i've learned <laughs> uh so yeah if I, I saw Shaft after the match was announced, and I walked over and go, rest in peace your chest, buddy. And he goes, well, that's what I got into this for, dude. I'm like, all right, fucking yeah, more power to you, brother. So him <laughs> and another, I, I, I would drop, I would leave off names. So the two I want to, I'm going to mention two just because they're fucking tremendous. Him and Randy Myers. Randy Myers are like the most lovable, weird, 
shouldn't be a baby face, but just is and is tremendous. Comes out kissing the male fans. Uh, comes out <laughs> to at last, you know, I forget who sings the song, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, he's just tremendous. The weirdo hero, and he's just the weirdest and funnest and solid wrestler uh, as well. He did have a look, I think, with FCW or NXT at one point. Um, but yeah, Randy Myers, fucking keep your eye on that guy. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, his name up against some uh, pretty awesome looking dudes on some of those Defy cards. So I'll uh, I'll give it a, a look. See. Nice. All right. Well, enough talking about my wrestling shows. What do you want? You want to get into some news before we talk to John? Yeah, yeah. So we will have uh, John coming in as well. Uh, just uh, again, he was at the that last crash show over the weekend in Tijuana. So I'm very um, excited to to be talking to him and and get all of the the latest on um on how that trip went in uh down in mexico um so we gotta but, talk um, to him about uh him making his way into the meet and greet based off of some uh you know some finagling some wordplay uh <laughs> yeah just just pass. dropping dropping <laughs> the fact that he's a, a an official reporter liaison for grown men watch this shit <laughs> apparently it opens some doors <laughs> who knew we have such stroke yeah international stroke jeez sounds awesome yeah Yeah, so good i'm looking forward to that um other than that i did want to put out an official uh little uh what do you call it like a revision uh i fucked up i'm gonna fix it up type of deal uh it's a retraction a retraction a retraction from every time in the last couple of shows that i've said bandito jr when talking Uh, about bandito because i didn't know I, I fucked this correct, up so because uh, I've been getting it confused for the longest time because there was like an East Coast indie guy way back called Bandito Jr. And for some reason, his name just stuck in my head. So then when I see this Bandito dude, you know, the, um, on these PWG cards and that, I'm just like, oh, they're leaving off the junior. And it's a complete <laughs> different like, guy. You're, 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 you're so awesome. You're like, yes, they've got to be wrong. It couldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope, I'm just a dickhead. And I and I'm so I'm like, well, Chris has to be right because you know Americans, we treat anybody with an accent. They must be smarter than us because they speak so eloquently. <laughs> I mean, you're just so used to like in American wrestling, you know, especially with WWE and stuff, where it's like if a dude, you know, like Rey Mysterio Jr. for example, for sure, ah, don't want to put the Jr. on there. Just he's, he's his own man, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Um, you know, it goes on and on. So I didn't think it was that much of a thing that ah, oh, yep. Guess they're doing it with this guy too. No, nope, and the long-term bullshit or the rumor that all the WWE gets rid of the junior thing is because Vince himself hates the acronym Junior being a junior. So yeah, yeah, hate. like that, um, that, like little dick syndrome for not yeah, wanting yeah. to be the little Vince kind of deal. Yeah, so funny. And, and it's, it, it's I love so hilarious I, that people find out about that shit. Like it gets spread as like gospel. Like Vince doesn't like juniors. Yeah, but I mean, I love how all of the older um, guys that that worked with um, with Vince McMahon Senior, whenever they talk about Vince Junior, they just call him Junior. So I feel like it, all the time in those locker rooms when he was the you know the um, ring announce guy or then the the commentary guy, that he would have put up with so much time just all the boys calling him Junior. So yeah. I think that's that's finally snapped in him. So if, if anyone ever wants to get heat with Vince, you know, try calling him Junior. I think you'll really like it. Yeah, it's him and Indiana Jones. They really hate that shit. 
Um, uh, so yeah, after that retraction, um, I did want to hit on um, the the big all in um, Quick, TV wait, and, and pay per view announcement. Stop, stop. No, what? Cut it. Cut it. What? 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 David Arquette news, man. David Arquette. <gasps> beep, 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 beep. All right, we got to touch base on this because I think everyone needs a few. Their hearts and their prayers and their thoughts and their everything, you know, their wishes. Maybe they rub a lamp or something. But David Arquette fractured some ribs when he wrestled secretly last month. Um, so everyone, just keep David in your hearts and prayers. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we can I move mean, on. I th- what- uh, well, I mean, we we touched on it last time about him him having these these broken ribs and and working through it. Uh, but the thing that I found interesting was he actually broke the ribs in that max in, match in Mexico that we were talking about. So for yep, that yep. whole match against RJ City, he had these fucking fractured ribs. Like, jeez, tough yeah. guy. Felt we need to follow up because it did add more details and more interesting to the formerly covered stories and details. Um, but hey, man. He's still injured, so fucking thoughts and prayers. Uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers. That, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, wishes, all that jazz. All right, let's yeah. go. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I was, I was even just gonna bring it up of like, you know, David Arquette update. Still got fractured ribs. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time we didn't actually encourage anyone for thoughts and prayers, and I—that's the thing that everyone does these days—the thoughts and prayers. So mm, they're important. I thought we were lacking. Uh, yeah, you know, instead of legisl- legislative change, thoughts and prayers are so much more uh, impactful. So I, I'm yeah. always a big fan of, of thoughts and prayers. Man, that political high horse done. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought right. people like it when you have these podcasts and then just go on crazy political tangents. <laughs> Not like no? my uncle, my uncle Crazy Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of love for... for um, Jim Cornette's actual wrestling uh, knowledge and everything. I mean, people people hate because they hate, but I don't know. Players gonna hate, hate, hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, so next up, all, all in. News. All in. Uh, I think a lot of people are very excited for the show. It's it's getting close. It's like we're within a month of this show, right? Yes, sir. And yep. the really cool thing before we get into like the details is some of the. Uh, I would say goodwill gestures that are kind of going out prior to the show. People have actually been speaking to Cody Rhodes and like one guy looked like he was ill and he couldn't make the show. And another guy, something was going on where he wasn't able to make the show. And Cody Rhodes reached out about setting it up for them to get transportation and tickets and flight and everything out to the show. And man, I say what you enough but you want about like wrestlers in general but what a good what an awesome guy cody is uh sure it makes him look awesome in the public eye as well there's some you know good graces he's trying to make as well but hey how awesome is that have you heard of any wrestler reaching out to a fan and making sure they get to a show that's not in the same state as them it's so great i mean it's you hear a lot of stuff um about cody like that like just little things that he doesn't necessarily want to promote lots, but it's just, you know, good human thing to do. So I'm, I'm yeah. not all that surprised to hear it, but it's, it's still awesome to hear. Fuck yeah, man. And uh, other awesome stuff is, uh, believe it or not, the show did sell out. Everyone's blown away by that. But they are offering not only the show on PPV or whatever, a streaming service. I don't guess it's not PPV. I think it's anymore. as part – no, it is officially – PPV, I think. I think it's okay. still doing the t- terrestrial pay-per-view. Um, they're also on the the fight 
um, pay-per-view, internet pay-per-view thing, and they're also on um, Honor Club. Uh, so they're actually really doing cool. like a, a regular, like through the cable company PPV as well? That I did not know that. That's fucking awesome. I feel like I have to double check this because if I'm so <laughs> blazing about it. I, just, I remember no, reading no. it. Yeah, it's, I I believe it, man. It, well, the, the the first thing that was really awesome when they announced the all the pay per view stuff is the fact that they're going to be offering a free hour event beforehand called Zero Hour. That's you know get people's taste. Maybe people who don't. Yeah, even... I think it's smart on um, WG in America, right? Like do a bit of a lead in, get that gone, and then it, it's like the old school thing of um, like uh, when you were watching the WCW or WWF pay-per-views back in the day and you had that like free window um, either on TV or on the, the pay-per-view channel before it gets scrambled. Free for to, all. Um, yeah, the free for all to, to get you yes. all excited. And um, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing to bring back. And, and yeah. The great thing about it is like, say you were maybe curious of what the whole thing looks like. You don't know how everything's going to come across and you don't want, you're worried about putting your hard-earned dollar into that. You can now sample it, see what you're going to fucking get. And, hey, if it looks awesome, I'm sure people are going to fucking plunk in their money. Mm. And I officially can confirm that in addition to Fight.TV, it Boom. will be available on standard television pay-per-view. All right. Well, fucking hey, that's, that's fucking great. That's tremendous. So they're going yeah. to get as many possible eyeballs on this as possible. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I think they've done a, an awesome job, obviously, in building it up, got that immediate sellout, and the buzz continues uh, as we get into um, this you know, uh, TV and, and pay-per-view streaming announcement. But also, we've got uh, match announcements. We've almost got a whole card that's been released. Yes, yes. Um, well, the main... Before, like as we mentioned, there is a zero. They're having a over-the-budget battle royal to actually set up one of the matches uh, for the main show. So whoever wins that is going to be taking on uh, Jay Lethal, actually. And it says it's a single so match ROH with the ROH title. title. That's yeah. You win a battle royal, you're getting a title match. So I imagine. Do you think that's going to be a title change? I don't think so. You wouldn't think it, but at the same time, I wouldn't have thought that the ROH title would have changed on um, some low-key show shortly after their last pay-per-view. Like yeah, the pay-per-view TV. where everyone thought that Marty or um, Cody were going to win the title. And then um, they, they did the, the switch from um, Dalton Castle to um, to Jay Lethal on the, the next just like house show type of deal that was streamed on Honor Club. Which, I mean, it's a smart, I mean, getting people to, to subscribe to the service so you can watch Never these shows. Never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. So the over-budget Battle Royal has five tremendously talented people in it that I read so far that are announced. Uh, we got Jordan Grace, who is one of the better female wrestlers. She's really young. I, I imagine WWE will come calling for that young lady soon. And then we got Moose. I, um, I saw her wrestle at uh, one of the Beyond Wrestling shows that I got to in person. Yeah. What did you good. think? Um, yeah, real solid. She's the tag team with... Um, who is Lufisto. Yeah, yeah, Lufisto, the awesome. She's just like a women's indie wrestling institution. She's been around forever. And uh, yeah, real good. Uh, I think they're the, the... What is it? The fat... Booty white girls. What's that acronym? <laughs> it's POG. It's okay. a favorite a favorite uh viewing section of a lot of the people's Pornhub fat ass white <laughs> girls. Yeah. 
right. but yeah, Jordan, let's let's not be so misogynist, sir. Jeez. No, uh, no, she's much it's... more than her booty, from what I'm yeah. told. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Rocky Romero, Cole Cabana, and Ethan Page are all awesome and hilarious individuals. So shaping up to be a pretty cool battle royal, and I, I just can't see anybody beating Jay in the opening match of the show. But who knows, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I see Moose is in there. Moose had that awesome match with um, Austin Aries on that last TNA pay-per-view where people were just like, how the fuck is you know Moose having this match that this is great? So, I mean, I wouldn't be that surprised. Maybe this could lead to Moose's return into the fold of ROH if he was potentially to win. I don't know. I don't know. I love that show, by the way. The pay-per-view, the Impact one was real good. Yeah, I've heard great things. I haven't seen it myself yet, but everyone's been saying awesome stuff, and I'm just so happy to hear that. Um, uh, sorry, not TNA. Impact Wrestling is um, returning to their their strength of just putting together awesome uh, wrestling pay per views like they used to from like 2003 through 2007. I want to say. Yeah, it's kind of back to being a super indie on TV. You know what I mean? Like they're mm. just bringing all the different awesome indie talents in. So. Yeah. Um, interesting match on this show Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell what are your thoughts yeah, on that? I love it because um, I think I was, everyone was really impressed by Stephen Amell's like, last uh, wrestling uh, match that he had that SummerSlam one wasn't it against Stardust I want to say um, sounds but right yeah I mean who better to um, actually Stardust Jr Stardust Jr I think Stardust Jr Sorry, I was giving but, you a hard time. I'll add Junior to every wrestler's name from now on. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I... Ribbed. Ribbed. <laughs> got ribbed. <laughs> I got ribbed hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, who better to um, to make Stephen Amell look good than the the ring general himself, uh, Christopher Daniels? Like, got to be like all time one of the smoothest, just like overall best wrestlers that uh, makes every little thing that he does look so easy and, and so good. Um, a lot of love for Christopher Daniels. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm actually excited for, for what he can um, bring out of Stephen Amell. Should be very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen Amell did some classic wrestling shit. He said he's going to retire Christopher Daniels. So Ooh. yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, then we have Briscoe Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored. The other two guys in that group, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. So that yeah, apparently I mean, that one's also going to be on the WGN Zero Hour show. In the, excellent. The yeah, excellent. I think that'll be really good. Um, I uh, think the Briscoes are so good at the moment since they've made their their heel turn. Um, they just really remind me of like almost like the sheep herders kind of thing of just these out of control uh, Southern boys that are just not doing anything for the the fans. It's all just like for them to be angry Southern boys that are going to fuck people up. And I I think it's wonderful. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that match. The best thing about Um, those guys is they always come off as like, you know, acting like the fans owe them something. And because they've worked there forever and, you can understand that viewpoint. So it's one of those really cool heel angles. We're like, well, fuck yeah, man, they have been, they've been earning it forever. And honestly, if those guys could get their shit together, I, they would have been surefire stars in the WWE, but they're both crazy men. Well, I think they're great. Cause like they, they could have done that, but yeah. at the same time, they're like big time family men. Um, they've got like 6,000 children. They run a <laughs> chicken chickens. farm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, if that's, I think, 
from what I know about those dudes, they enjoy cool. that life and wrestling, you know, the, the ROH schedule a hell yeah. of a lot more than they would enjoy being on the road in WWE. So it's just great to see guys be able to um, take a different, you know, different uh, approach to wrestling and, and still get a, a great measure of success. Oh, for sure. Being the, the stalwarts of ROH and a mainstay, you know, that's if you're going to have a ROH uh, Mount Rushmore, those motherfuckers are going to be at least on it or stacked up as two representatives in one. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, for real. Uh, yeah. One of the, the first ever ROH show I got to go to, actually, in the Hammerstein Ballroom um, back last time they had the WrestleMania in New York um, or, you know, New Jersey. Um, that was the one where Jay won the ROH world title for the first time. Nice. So that was actually really cool to be there for. And they had all the family that ran in the ring and then they played, um, give me back my bullets after the pay-per-view went off the air, which was the, the famous skinned, um, song that, uh, the Bris- Briscoes had, uh, gone back years and years in ROH before they had to get a more, um, you know, mainstream copyright friendly song uh, since the television fancy era of ROH yes. that we're in now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, so yeah, we're really looking forward to that one. Um, and also uh, now this match, this match I'm excited about. We got Rey Mysterio Jr., Phoenix <laughs> Bandito uh, against the Golden Elite of the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. Yeah, Whoa. man. Yeah. Fucking A. Uh, one of those matches, anytime there's that many high flyers, I'd say, those guys probably won't be touching the ground during the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that should be fucking stupendous. That's worth the price of mission alone, I, I'd say. It's I'm great. just personally really interested if we can get any interactions between Rey Mysterio Jr. and Kota Ibushi. Like, that's one of those weird super dream matches, maybe from another era. But at least being able to see those dudes share the same ring and doing a couple of spots, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's one of those things where you never thought about needing to see that match, but ever as soon as you hear that they're in the same match, they're like, "Oh, I I need to see that." Mm, indeed. Yes, yes. Um, another one that I'm uh, thinking maybe a sleeper gone into the show, but I think's really going to deliver. Uh, Joey Janela against Hangman Page. Two of my favorites. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh it's interesting uh, to the pairings that they went with sometimes are kind of interesting. Like I didn't think Joey Dell and Hangman Page together would be something that I would want to see, but they're both incredible wrestlers. So I, it must be good. Uh, and fuck it, man. Joey is just like the hottest streak ever. Like that show he's doing lost in New York just looks incredible. Like we don't need to go on that right now, but oh, I cannot the, pro- wait for that. The and hottest it's going to be live wrestler. on internet pay-per-view now. Just as a little side note, I can't wait. Yeah. So yeah, Joey, hot streak. I I pull for Joey in this one, even though Hangman is Bullet Club, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. We skipped over the ladies' match. Do you even want to discuss that one? <laughs> um, it's not even on my list. <laughs> what is it's it? Mad- it's Madison Rain, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard. I mean, four viable, awesome, they're good wrestlers, but. I don't know. I I hate that I come off so misogynist when it comes to re- women's wrestling. I like really tough chick wrestlers. So Chelsea's mm. badass and Tessa's badass. But I was going to say of those of those lots, um, I, I have a lot of respect for um, Tessa. I think she's been like awesome in all the stuff that I've seen her in. 
Um, yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I hate the idea of, of hating on, on women's wrestling or making out that, like, it's not as good as, as the men's wrestling stuff because it's bullshit. Yeah. Especially from the perspective of, like, how much I love Japanese women's wrestling and how most of the time the Japanese women's wrestling is, is better than anything you'd get in men, men's wrestling in America. But, um, I mean, that's that's sort of a, a part of it where if you compare – you know, perhaps the the style of, of American indie women's wrestling to something like uh, you know your Japanese women's wrestling. It's it's a bit of a hard standard. So, I mean, there's some girls that are just killing it, like we said. But I don't know. It's just a different thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like they're doing the May Young or the May Young Classic right now. There's a bunch of really really awesome performers in oh, there. So I'm I'm so excited on that. I saw recently that um, Meiko Satomura, who to me is easily the best women's wrestler in the world. Um, if people have been sleeping on her, oh, wake up. Um, but yeah, she's fantastic. She runs um, Sendai Girls in um, in Japan, which is probably my favorite uh, women's wrestling um, product. Full stop. Um, and yeah, she's like a, a veteran, um, Japanese woman wrestler who's been around for a long time, but has just been killing it for the last couple of years. Has had like some of the best matches of the year that I've, I've seen. Like it, back in 2014, she had a match with, um, do you remember Aja Kong? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the, basically the woman that inspired the, the whole, uh, gimmick of, um, amazing Kong, uh, as we saw in, um, in TNA, um, but yeah, this is like in 2014 when her heyday was like in the, the mid nineties and this ended up being like, honestly, one of the best matches of the year. And uh, that was in large part, thanks to the magic of Mako Satomura. She's had some awesome matches as well with like Io Shirai and Kairi Hojo, who are, are yep. both now in, um, WWE and who knows if we may be getting, um, you know, a, a match somewhere in the tournament uh, between uh, any of those three. Because the majority the of their stuff I saw before the a lot of them came to WWE was a lot of Joshi gifts, and uh, she is featured. Pronounce her name again. I don't want to brutalize it. Mako Sadamura. Sadamura. Okay. Yeah. Some of the, the craziest shit uh, ever is those Joshi girls. They're. They're so badass. It's anytime a guy like says, "Well, women's wrestling looks fake." Well, here's this. Look at this Joshi girl <laughs> literally kicking the other girl in the face. This is legit. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like her only on the the pedestal, like the same level of like a, a super dragon or low key it is meanest yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> they don't fuck around. So yeah, great. that should be awesome, man. Uh, get yeah, like I said, we're not by any means trying to bash women's wrestling. It's just few and far between where they're upper echelon where you're like oh shit that's fucking brutal and i'm i've just never been a fan of madison i apologize uh or madison rain jr Uh, sorry (laughs) thank you thank you for that correction (laughs) (laughs) so the other two matches that are fucking huge is okada and marty scroll which is going to be fucking great but i imagine unique match the main event is going to be all this in cody Rhodes. um do we see cody getting this title that his father used to hold? Well, I'm thinking that's like the expectation that everyone holds for this. I mean, other than that, if this had nothing to do with the NWA world title, I do not think that in this day and age you would be main eventing this card with Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis. No, or, sir. You know, the, the former former uh, Magnus from uh, yes. the, the TNA glory days. Um, but, I mean, that 
that NWA title, I, I think it'd be really interesting. Um, I think, you know, put that on Cody and this is like the most high profile that the NWA has been since like, honestly, like the early nineties. Like it's been a pretty sad thing to see sort of like how that NWA title has sort of gone up and down over the years. Oh, the list of people who've held it, the people who've held it, like it's at sometimes you look at like, Oh man, I hope those matches were incredible because the stuff I saw when they were like on WWE TV was nothing I would hang my hat on. Well, Hey, the, the one champion that they had post uh, WCW that I think was an amazing champion and can have no bad words said about him is uh, the beast Dan seven. I have Ah, no complaints about that title reign. I would speak of iron, iron man, Rob Conway. (laughs) (laughs) What was his like music deal? He's like, a just look at me. (laughs) (laughs) His music was way over. He might have been good. I don't know. I didn't really see any stuff outside of the WWE, but when I heard Just Look at Me, Rob Conway was NWA champ, I'm like, ooh, NWA. Wasn't he formerly part of La Resistance as well? Yes, sir. He started out <laughs> as a – initially he was a uh, military soldier, uh, I think Air Force or something, for the U.S., and then he joined them. Like he, he jumped the rail coat. and attacked somebody. Yeah, he jumped the rail and attacked somebody. It was pretty <laughs> tremendous. He turned on America and joined – Quebec. Oh, how dastardly. <laughs> Bastard. But yeah, uh, I, you're right. The, Cody taking this title or, you know, bringing it maybe to back over to Japan, bringing it to ROH, if there's some sort of partnership with NWA and ROH. Uh, just more interesting and exciting wrestling news in 2018, which has been pretty tremendous and crazy all around. Mm. I think big shout out as well to Billy Corgan, or I believe he prefers to be called William Morgan. I think he's back to Billy now. I heard him on. Oh, is he uh, back to Billy? Howard. Yeah, I heard him on Howard. I think he's cool with just going by Billy now. So <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. But yeah. I mean, he's he's been a big part of the success of this. I think early on when um, it was revealed that Billy Corgan bought the NWA, everyone was like, "What? Why is he buying that? And what? How is Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins going to? He was change it to slamming with pumpkins." <laughs> Genius, genius. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I it could be interesting. To, yeah, Billy Corgan clearly passionate and legitimately lover of professional wrestling. I mean, his high video so series that he did on um on YouTube um around this whole NWA thing. If have you seen any of them? They're great. I didn't. I I failed to see those. Yeah, give him a, a look. See, even like the early ones when they had um the the title on the dude um before uh Nick Aldis won the title. His name's escaping me, but like older veteran kind of guy who a lot of people just thought, yeah, why is this guy NWA champion? Like I watched two of these videos and I was like, fuck yeah, this guy's NWA champion. Like they're that Yeah, good. he like fucking Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> I forget, um, forget the fucking guy's name, but I do remember he looked like Bockwinkle. <laughs> I love me some Nick Bockwinkle, by the way. Well, that show, I mean, all in, going to be great. Uh, I'm def- I'm so glad that it's going to be on pay-per-view because I decided to invest my money, as you did, in going to the Battle of Los Angeles. Um, so I mean, I quietly, I, I think we still made the right decision. Fuck yeah, That's man. just me. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. Three days of wrestling compared to one of uh, a great card. No, no matter, but yeah, you could actually see this one on pay-per-view. You can't do that with 
PWG. Yeah, you have to wait like uh, three months till you can watch it. Oh, well. Um, Tim Storm, for those playing at home. Ah, yes. I knew it was a Tim, but I couldn't think of that. Ah, what a wrestling name. <laughs> what a classic wrestling name. <laughs> yeah, Tim Storm. Yeah. There's a storm Rest- trunk coming in. <laughs> Versus Johnny Fireball. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, all right. There was on... <laughs> on S- yeah. or Mad TV one time, they had a bunch of stupid luchadors, and one guy was El Senior Bag of Crap. And he was just <laughs> this luchador who was carrying around a bag full of shit. And the other one was Senior Muchos Gatos. And he had, he's this guy who has a lot of cats. Both of these sound like exact gimmicks straight out of Lucha Vavoom. That's like almost exactly what they do in Lucha Vavoom. <laughs> it's awesome. Senior Bag of Crap. <laughs> They actually have a dude in Lucha Vavoom who has a pooping his pants gimmick, Luchador. Oh, is that the uh, filth or Dirty Sanchez guy? Yeah, yeah, Dirty Sanchez. How could I forget oh. that name? Gross. <laughs> well, speaking Ew. of Mexican wrestlers, should we get John on the line? Yeah, man, I think so. Let's uh, let's I'm give it a go. Yeah, such a patient man. Let's uh, see if this thing works. You still there, pal? Yes, sir. All right. I may need to do the thing where I um, call him up and then add you in. That seems to be more right. the thing of success that we've had. I'm actually on, but I'm trying to take you out. <laughs> oh, I was about to click on the hang up button. And last time you had it on uh, video mode the whole time. You should... <laughs> At the very yeah. end of the call, we saw your face. We're like, hey, there's Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome Are to the guys... show, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you having me back on. It's a lot of fun. Oh, no, we are happy to do so, um, especially in light of your uh, your recent exciting adventures. It's not every day that um, indie wrestling fans get the chance to just go to fucking Mexico and see a lucha show. So I always um, like the, the opportunity to find out all about it, every little minuscule detail, every awesome taco that you had please please tell us well i'll tell you what i I definitely want to put this place over i mean first off i think we all know how good the crash is and Mm -hmm. either either you've been to tijuana or you're not or you haven't and if you haven't a lot of people you know don't know what to think about it and if you have you know it's a great place so happy to definitely put that over uh really uh got there thursday night you know just kind of got checked in and everything um right around the block from my hotel is a uh, pretty good taco stand. So, you know, not the best, not the worst, but it's cheap and it's right there. So I just grabbed something there. Uh, Friday. Did you do Airbnb? Is that a thing down there? Or is it just no, a normal I, hotel? I stayed, at a, I stayed at a place on the tourist strip. So the main tourist strip is Revolution. And mm-hmm. that's where you have these horses painted up like zebras. And they want you to pay to take a picture with them. That's where all these people are selling all these little trinkets and just... They, they call them curio stores. And, uh, you know, they're all just trying to get just some of your money. And they've got wares. You can get Mexican uh, Lucha Libre masks all over the place there. And they're kind of cheap, but they're there. I've got probably three or four of them. So, I mean, I, I stayed right off of there just because there's a lot of stuff to do. It's, it's reasonably safe because there's just lots of gringos walking up and down. So, you know, as far as that goes, it's just a pretty safe place to go. And it's close to all the action. I don't appreciate all those kind of slurs, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. 
yeah. punky ass gringo. <laughs> yeah, right. Racket. So, but yeah, it's uh, you know what I've always said about the place is like as long as you don't go looking for for drugs, you're probably not going to find any trouble. That's that's where you get a majority mm-hmm. of the violence. So, but by staying there, you pretty much isolate you know yourself into an area, and then you kind of Uber from there to other places. So yeah, Friday was the big show. Um, they had a meet and greet as before, but they actually capped it at 100 people. So mm. I, uh, I'm not going to lie, I abused the power a little bit here. I told them that <laughs> I was going to be having to talk about this podcast, and they recognized me from last time, and the, and the owner was just like, yes, just go just go in. Uh, shout out to Bandito, though, because I sent him a message, and he was going to get me in if I, if I wasn't able to get in. So shout out to Bandito for looking out. Just came yeah, in we a couple were, minutes. We were joking like, about yeah. how we have so much stroke in Mexico. Just you mentioned a podcast with me and Chris, and everyone's like, "Yeah, come on in, you know, enjoy." Oh, I, I appreciate it. it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got a little bit of hospitality, so I, I did try to get there early enough to get a ticket. First one hundred, and apparently you have to get there two hours early instead of one. So I met these guys. Uh, this guy named Daniel, another guy named Juan, and they were really big wrestling fans, and they they spoke English pretty well. Um, guys in college to be a chemist. So, you know, sharp guy. Yeah. So like, we're talking about all this wrestling. We're showing each other pictures of, we both took a picture with Joey Ryan, for example, you know, different things like that. And we're, he's asking me about, you know, my indie wrestling and I'm asking him more about, you know, the Mexican shit just because I'm not as familiar with it. And so, um, yeah, really good time there. We all get into the meet and greet and he takes me around and introduces me to all these wrestlers saying the same thing. Like this guy did a podcast last time he was here. You should, you know, he wants to say hi to you. <laughs> and, and all these guys were just so receptive. Um, Messias, also known yeah, as yeah, Messias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Messias. Formerly so, known as uh, Judas Messias. Or from, was he uh, okay. TNA. Ricky Banderas in TNA. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. in Puerto Rico. <laughs> Look at how nerd we are. You mentioned one guy's name, like, he has these all these other names. <laughs> <laughs> One of his names stands for, you know, a thousand deaths, right? Yeah. So yeah. You think, mm-hmm. and this guy is massive, and I, I've He's only awesome seen him too. just be a terrible, awesome person, right? So I meet <laughs> this guy, and he is the nicest guy. Like, you know, multiple times shaking your hand. Like, he's, he's kind of one of those guys, he's talking to you, he's got his hand on your shoulder, and that's terrifying. Just really nice guy. <laughs> talk to me, ask me about, you know, what I was doing in town, things like that. So... Really, really nice guy, guy there. I saw uh, you guys will get a kick out of this, especially you, Chris. I saw mm-hmm. Tyler Bain and Trent Seven, and I went up to Trent Seven and I said, "Wow, everybody, look, it's Marty Skrull." <laughs> I, I know that. You I guys, helped him get him into yes, Wally after that shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the dude like waiting to get into the club that that told Trent Seven he was Marty Skrull and he could have his ticket. Yeah. Yeah, he was so, so like loud in front of everybody to to say, hey, "Ladies and gentlemen, you don't know who you're missing out on. This right here is Marty Skrull, and it's complete. It's it's Trent Seven. It's not Marty Skrull at all. And yeah, he just respect the Trent Seven. Saw. Seen the guy. <laughs> uh, now, what is Trent's reaction to that? Did he remember the the callback, or he just thought you're oh, a weird yeah. dude? <laughs> he definitely remembered it. He may still think I'm a weird dude, but. Um, yeah, he definitely remembered it. You know, we said hi. Uh, and then he was the guy that was like, Oh, your friend knows Mike Davis. And I said, Yeah. So Chris Brooks and Lycos overhear this. I go over to take a picture with them next, and they're like, Did I hear your friends with Mark Davis? And I say, Well, you know, not exactly. He was, he was kind of the acquaintance. 
degree of separation. <laughs> and he's like, well, anyways, man, that's cool. Like, like, you know, this is our first time we crashed. It's been a bucket list thing. We're really excited to do this. You know, how long have you been coming here? You know, we're just having a good conversation. And so really nice guys. They were all very excited to be there. I, I, I know that they were just, you know, in town because of the progress circuit, but they were really excited about making that show. So a couple people that did not show is uh, Fatu and uh, Garza Jr. So they were unable oh, yeah, to. Yeah, because Garza Jr. is like signed up now, right? He's going up, yeah. up to New York, I believe. That's my understanding <laughs> of it. Leaving the territory, brother. You said New York. It's so awesome. <laughs> going up north. Yes, sir. <laughs> you to go work for Vince um, Sr. Mm, mm. Um, so, uh, Fatu, do we know the deal there or just no show or maybe a visa thing? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Um, I, I, you know, so that's what I was saying before props to Alberto Del Rio cause you know, Fatu didn't show up. Um, so, <laughs> so as, as far as it goes, man, I mean, it was still a, a pretty good show. I got to say the one I went to in June was a little bit more exciting. This one, this one just was a little bit of a clusterfuck. Like, because of the the two guys not being there, they had Macias wrestle El Terrible. And... Yeah, I was interested in that match. How was that? Because I love El Terrible, part of uh, the the realsy uh, Los Ingobernables de, uh, I guess, de Mexico. Right. Just Los Ingobernables, um, along with uh, Rush and uh, Rush's dad. Um, yeah, El Terrible has been, been great. And... Uh, yeah, it was just saying my love for, for Messias. So how did that match look? Kind of two, like, big, beefy Rudos just going at it? Did they both go heel, or was someone a babyface, or what? Yeah, you're going to love this match, actually, because, uh, unfortunately, within about 60 seconds of a great match, uh, El Terrible did a suicide dive outside, slammed his shoulder on the rail, separated Ooh. it, and oh, was unable to continue. Oh, so, man. So after that, you know, they set up the next, basically they, they set up the next match. I forgot who it was. I went up to get a beer and, uh, they brought somebody out They were, you know, talking a little trash, setting up the next month's thing in September. Uh, and then they actually brawled for a second just to kind of cover it and stretch it out a little okay. bit. There was a, a couple more botches though. So, you know, in addition to that, I don't know if you heard about the main event. Yeah. I watched the main event actually on a, a fan camp. Someone filmed it. Well, that's that's uh, that's great. I mean, it was it was awesome for what five minutes, and then unfortunately there was a, a ref botch. Is is my oh, understanding? From the one that I watched, they went about ten or eleven minutes. I'd say was it? It was a little yeah. bit long. Yeah, but it was a bit of an abrupt, weird finish. So it looked like yeah. maybe the ref counted three when he wasn't, or it was the finish and the referee thought it was a near fall and they didn't count the two three. And it did count to three. It was a bit weird. But, I mean, the, the actual uh, match itself I thought was pretty fun. I was surprised how um, how just over uh, Pete Dunne was. Like, I was expecting, is he going to get a bit of a you know, interesting kind of reaction? Like, how many of these um, Mexican fans are going to really know who Pete Dunne is? But he was, he was pretty well over. I guess that's the power yeah, of the um, NXT brand in, um, in Mexico right now. Perhaps, there were some NXT just... chants. There were. Mm. Um, now 
I, I don't know. One of the chants that I wanted to I wanted to bring light uh, to to this chant that I heard. First thing I heard once Pete Dunn came out, and I was like, "Wow, he's getting a bit of a cheer here." And I heard a, cra- a crowd chant that I thought was "lose some weight," and I was like, "Wow, that's a little <laughs> bit rude." <laughs> Turns out it's bruiser weight with bruiser a little weight. bit of a yeah, bit of a Spanish um, lose some weight sound on it. Lose some yeah, weight. Lose some weight. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I was like, no more fat shaming this day and age, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, geez. I mean, dude's wearing a butcher. He's, he's covering it up pretty well. I don't know why you need to, you know, fat shame him. Rude. Um, but yeah, overall, it was like a pr- very much uh, indie style match to me, more so than a lucha style match. Um, I guess that's sort of the, the middle ground that everyone meets at in that type of thing. But uh, for what it was, I thought it was good. I saw that um, Pete Dunne was stealing Marty's gimmick of uh, breaking the fingers. That, that spot a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. Mm. yeah, everybody loved that. You know, Pete, yeah. Pete Dunne was definitely over. I'll, I'll tell you who really impressed him. It was Mustache Mountain. People knew who they were. Yeah. People cheered almost as loud as Pete Dunne. Um, they got really into it, NXT chants, things like that. And they put on a hell of a match. So nice. it was, uh, so that was the one with, let's see here. It it's was a uh, three-way tag, Bestia right? And, no, it was Bestia and Mr. 450. So the three-way tag was also great. But at the end of this, um, I mean, people were throwing the money in the ring, right? It was definitely, I think, the match of the night. Uh, very well structured. Mm-hmm. They they got a little crazy. They did, you know, some stuff. You could tell that they were still trying to be safe because they had dates and things like that. But, um, you know, they, they had a good time. They got into it. They they threw each other up against the rail a little bit. You know, they, they got kind of into the Mexican style and they had fun. Now the the three way tag, that was that was I mean, that was great. You had CCK or you had uh, you know, Chris Lycos and Chris Brooks, you had uh Flamita and Bandito, and then uh what was the other party? I uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it was it was great, it was high flying, it was everything you needed it to be. And and that was a lot of fun too. Flamita um, threw me a shirt. I was sitting ringside and, uh, threw me a shirt. I ended up, I can't wear it. I tried it. So I gave it to a kid, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately nice. he works out more than what I a do. Gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, it, it was baby. a really good time. You know, you want to know something about the, the culture of the show though. Cause I always try to touch on that. Um, when I went, I went down there before for a triple a, uh, impact show. Like a, a hybrid thing. So when I was there, I sat, I sat ringside, and I sat next to these people that I ended up seeing at this event too. Same section. There's these older ladies that are anywhere between their 50s and their 70s. Many of them, like like six of them, and they're apparently there for every single event. They sit right there. I've seen wrestlers come up and and you know they always come by and take pictures with them, um, give them a kiss on the cheek, things like that. So it's like when you come into this arena, you make sure to pay attention to those ladies. And so I've seen them now twice. And, and even, you know, a couple times they would tip the guys some pesos. You know, even I even saw a hundred peso bill. So that's like five bucks, you know, slipping it to, I think it was Bandito actually. So hmm. earning the good tip there. But yeah, so just, I mean, it was just great to see them again. Honestly, they actually remembered me from, what was it, a year and a half ago? I guess I stand out. And, uh, you know, we had a great time. They got on to me for uh, rooting against Rebellion. Uh, <laughs> I was in the Mustache Mountain, and, and they weren't too happy about that. But they were having a good time with it. So, 
Nice. Oh man, yeah. that sounds awesome. It was a pretty good show, um, um, and I had and fun. And so the I was just going to say, so the the Euro guys, um, the that sort of more uh, European style that, that they bring uh, meshed uh, pretty well by the sounds of it with the uh, the Luchadors. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was great once in a lifetime style matches. You don't normally get a chance to see something like that, and they mm. both kind of work their styles but tried each other's. So that was kind of the cool part about it. It's cool. This will be like a, a extending thing over to uh, Jeremy is actually going to um, to see those dudes uh, on the upcoming Progress versus Defy show. Yeah, and he was telling me about a multi man tag where it's like the the UK guys against the the Luchadors. So yeah, I that'll be really fun. Well, when it gets online. Yeah, that mm. match. That match was freaking incredible. <clears throat> Oh man, sorry, I got a frog stuck in my throat. Uh, yeah, did did you see the full card, John, for progress up here? I have not. I wanted oh. to check it out. We've got a wedding to go to this weekend, so. Uh, but looking forward to watching it. Oh, yeah, it should be really good. I I mm. blown away. Like I was saying to Chris, like the fact that coming someplace like Seattle, where hardly any wrestling happening, to have actually progress dropping into town, it's it's insane. Right. Well, I mean, it just goes to show Defy is really on the rise too, man. They've They've done great. Their video production on their videos are excellent. You know, it's they, they bring in good talent. So, I mean, good good on your own city, right? Yeah, shame my podcast partner had to quit my show to go do his wrestling gig. Whatever. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Matt Farmer. He, he is, is a good best. dude. The best. The best guy. Nice. Actually, I'm, I'm very happy for the success. Really nice guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo yo. Um. Yeah, man. So, uh, for that that crash show, you had uh, that. Um. I mean, what did you do for the the rest of your your time down there? Well, the most fun was was Sunday. Um. Saturday, I just kind of did the the drinking thing, hanging out at different bars. Uh. Real quick on Saturday. What I did get a chance to do is they have a big jug, this restaurant, a big jug, think like a refillable water jug, um, full of tequila. And marinating in that tequila was a big, big, big dead snake. And it's supposed to be good for your virility. And, you know, I, they were telling me to take a shot of it. And I was like, no, no, it's, it seems like a prank. You know, (laughs) like I don't want to do this. And the server said, if you buy my shot, I'll take it with you just to show it's not bad. Like buy my shot and I'll drink it with you. So I'm like, all right, that sounds like a win-win. So we poured up and it was actually better than the regular shot I'd had right before that. Uh, very, very Ooh. smooth. They said it was, you know, lower in tequila. Um, but yeah. And, and I felt great the rest of the day. So, you know, that was Ooh. one thing I did. If you're ever on revolution up near the arch and you see the snake tequila, try it. It's, I had to channel my all right. channel my Bourdain, try weird foods, right? But I did it, and it was great. So, I like I it. Um, yeah, well, one question coming out of that, uh, from the uh, virility end of it, uh, any any feedback from Whitney on that, that side of things? <laughs> well, I just got back in town last night at midnight, so I'll, uh, I'll have strong. to follow up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I, we'll see. We'll definitely see. I'll let you know. I'll shoot you a message for this live. Yeah, we'll much appreciated. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
<laughs> so definitely one of the coolest things I did though is is was on Sunday. I want to make sure everybody knows to do this because it is a great reason to, you know, I mean, Tawana's fine, but it's not great for like five days. You got to get out and do other stuff. So about 45 minutes away is Rosarito, maybe, maybe 35 minutes away. And that's a beach town. It's uh better than Playa's to Tawana. So it's uh kind of like Southwest and mm-hmm. on the water and it's a beach town. I, I've stayed there with Wit before. Uh, it was a really nice time. And just below that is my favorite spot in that whole area. It's about 10 miles south. You pass the old Fox movie studio where they used to film like water scenes. I think they did some Titanic work there. And the master and commander boat is just kind of chilling in the water. So what it is there is it's a, it's a fishing village called Popola Fishing Village. And if you go there on Sunday, which is basically like the farmer's market day, everybody's got all their fish out, live crabs, live lobster, things like that. So I ended up getting... I think it was a, a kilo of lobster for roughly, I don't know, 25, 30 bucks. It's not as cheap as some other places, but you're getting it fresh and they know tourists are coming there. And then what you do is you take it over to the guy next door who's also on the beach, you know, wearing their waders and things like that. And he's got a big pot of oil and he's going to fry it up with some garlic for you, which is their traditional way of doing it. And then they serve it with tortillas and rice and beans. You get it all, you know, you, you get it caught live. They basically rip open the shell right in front of you, start cooking it, things like that. And you can get fished on that way. They've got sea urchin, you know, kind of whatever you're looking for, they've got um, cracked out. Awesome. Oh, it's incredible. I go every time. It is the highlight of my trip every time. And this time was uh, one of the best. I got to say second best time I've ever had in Polo was this time. I, I went down there and I got a six pack of Tecate and a fifth of Don Julio for, I don't know, 30 bucks. So, and, and a mixer. And so I sat down on the beach with all my shit and different people were coming by and, you know, talking to me cause whatever. And I'd offer them a shot of this, that, or whatever. And, you know, I can't drink the whole fifth. So that was part of the idea is kind of make friends and everything like that. So I had a great time, drank some liquor out of coconut. It was very exciting. And then I had tickets to the uh, Cholos game that night, the professional soccer team in Tijuana. And they're, you know, they're pretty good. Uh, you definitely see a, a huge involvement. You know, people wear the jerseys everywhere, things like that. So I got a ticket and I'd say it was about 40 bucks. Got it directly midfield, maybe 25 rows back. Perfect seats. Mm-hmm. So you can get a great deal on those. And I, I leave Popola and I head there with this bottle of tequila, this bottle of mixer in a, in a plastic bag. So I get out there and I'm trying to figure out what to do with this bottle of tequila. I just kind of walk up and I'm looking around and a security guard walks up. He's like, Hey, what do you have in there? So I, I show him and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And he goes, well, if you give me a couple shots, I'll walk you directly to your seat. You can keep it. Huh? <laughs> nice. Badass. <laughs> That is the Mexican bribery way right there. And uh, oh yeah. And I said, well, what's gonna what's gonna happen when you leave? And he goes, you're gonna make friends with everybody around you. <laughs> so <laughs> it gets to the point where, I mean, you know, watching the game, I'm just drinking straight from the bottle, and uh, <laughs> you know, just handing it to people around me. They're all kind of laughing, so I'm I'm buying their silence, right? And these guys behind me are it's, probably so no one's know. taking you up on your on your offer of a shot yet. Oh, everybody. Anybody that I had. Oh, great. Yeah. So <laughs> the guys behind me, um, you know, they're like 25, 30, probably in their group. And uh, like five of them were sitting there. And I passed it back to them. 
and the rest of the game, they were doing all these soccer chants, but they would plug my name in them. And so they'd be doing all these John chants. And obviously, with be <laughs> lit, that was the highlight of my night. Uh, <laughs> and then they all, invi- they, they all invited me to go out with them after. And they were, you know, nice guys. Uh, you know, like I said, just drink a tequila with each other. Long so they wanted to short, go to some John bar. John lost his kidney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, woke up woke up in a bathtub with ice, right? We, we had a great time. incision. I, I will say I, I was caught by surprise when the place that we ended up was a gay bar. Um, oh, not nice. a gay bar, but a, a, a gay variety show bar where they had oh, that's like, fun though. That's fun. They had strippers, um, they had, you know, karaoke, all kind of speckled in there. And now I gotta say I had a really, really good time, man. I mean people were that just sounds great. Drinks. Thanks for like a dollar. Um, yeah, just kind of, you know, it was just a great time. So I was surprised huh. that that's where we ended up. But I mean, that was probably the most fun I had at a bar at night, you know, most of the time. Um, so real good time there. Uh, the last cool thing so I great. did is, and I really want to like highlight this because they're, they're really revolutionizing everything. They, they've got like a craft beer scene and a cocktail scene and kind of, you know, this farm to table hipster stuff is really starting to catch on in Tijuana. And so one of the places that I actually got brought with, you know, some of the friends that had made down there was this place called Law Container. And I think like a, like a warehouse, you ever seen, you know, like a bar out of a, you know, the, the steel walls, it looks like an old warehouse or storage room or something like that. Sure. And uh, like a, like a trailer. So they had this two-story bar made out of all these things. And there's, you know, beer, there's brewery collectives, you know, restaurant, things like that. Um, and you can get bottle service for 30 bucks. So of, of decent stuff, you can get, you know, you can get one for like 10. But if you want good stuff, you know, like 30 bucks plus, and it's the mixers. So we all did that, uh, had a good time there. And it was, it was great. You got to, you know, kind of mix and mingle with everybody. Uh, just talk to different people. We start. I started talking wrestling with this one random guy that, wouldn't stop talking to me about it for 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it was a really good time. So there's lots of good things to do there. There's lots of tacos. I, I had one of the best cocktails I've ever had at a place called La Justina. And they're apparently known for them there. But it was, you know, like a $5 drink. Took them 15 minutes to make. It was a smoke old-fashioned. Basically, they bottle some smoke. They light mosquito on fire and they bottle the smoke. They make an old-fashioned. And then they pour it into Holy the smoke. Holy shit. And then they pour it out. Oh, I need that in my life. <laughs> now I got mine made with mezcal on the uh, recommendation of the bartender. She's like, if you oh, drink love me some mezcal. Do this. Yeah, right. It's very smoky. So mm. it worked really, really well together. It was, it was great. That's not so, awesome. dude, all kinds of things. Dude, next time, there. next time I am uh, eventually going to go to Tijuana. I'm going with you, sir. We are we're gonna make this happen at some point. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd love to do it, man. I I try to go any chance I can. You know, San Diego is great too. You can do whatever. I mean, yeah. you fly into San Diego; it's thirty minutes away from that. And uh, you know, it's it's a great time. So anytime any of y'all want to go, always down. I actually have a guy, a friend that works at uh, Championship Wrestling of Hollywood. I think it is. Okay. And yeah. Have a crash date coming up, I believe. So you know, we'll have a good reason to go down there. Awesome. Yeah, man. Oh, um, San Diego as well. Shout out to having some awesome burgers down there. Have you ever been to Hodad's? Hodad's? No, but I heard of it. Is that the uh, oh, it's Ocean great. Beach? Like a bar? 
I think yeah, they got the the two. Uh, I think one Ocean Beach, and then they got another one um, a bit more in the downtown kind of area. That was the one I went to. But whew, there is some big ass portion sizes, and there are some tasty ass burgers. Highly recommend. Well, guys, before uh, before I run, I just want to say you know one, Jeremy, if they'd called you by your alter ego, I would have told you totally. No, no, I was talking to you last time. No and worries. since it's the three of us all together, I mean, can we relish in the fact that we all got lucky and got tickets to Bola and we will all reunite where we met? Fuck oh, yes, praise. We yes. haven't even mentioned that on the show, but like, uh, yes. fuck, I was, you guys you knew to. how nervous I was, right? You guys, I, the reason I didn't respond immediately, because it, at first, because it was my girlfriend, I was using her card because I had put, she owed me some money, so I put it on her card. And then she was trying to type it in. She didn't know how to hit tab to go to next fucking space. Then the address, and then it froze up on. I was like, "Oh my god, we're not going to get tickets." And it took forever, but we still scored. I was, it was a miracle. Wrestling oh. gods smiled on us that day. They yeah. sure did. It all worked out, and we had so many tickets we were getting. So I mean, for listeners at home, we had uh, John, myself, uh, Jeremy, and then uh, in addition to that, on. Uh, Two of the other nights, uh, John's lady, Whitney, um, and, and mine, Courtney, will be um, coming as well. So that's like that's like a lot of tickets and people to account for. Yes. And we, we had, had an like extra a whole... that we had to trade. Yeah, the trading yeah. ticket was pretty funny because we, we both were talking to the same girl trying to set up a ticket and <laughs> didn't realize we were doing that. So she was confused. She eventually was like, you're with Chris and John, aren't you? I'm like, I am. All right. And then John <laughs> sent me a tweet. I thought he was replying, saying he had something to offer. I didn't realize it was him. So I thought we had a ticket <laughs> offer from somebody. It was fucking John. I was so uh, frazzled. Like, ah. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's all good. I, I hate introducing myself as my Twitter <laughs> handle. It's gotten to that point sometimes where I have to, but I'd rather <laughs> you can call me Beak or Jeremy. If we're friends, call me Jeremy. If you don't really know me, call me Beak. I don't give a fuck. Call me whatever. Just don't call me an asshole. I'd, I'd say we met Ebola, but became better friends in New Orleans. Damn right, New, yeah. New Orleans was outrageous. Oh man. Oh god. Well, guys, I sure appreciate your time. I uh, Next up for us is All In, and then after that, Bola, and then I'm probably going to have to take a break for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just kind of let the dust settle. <laughs> yes, but, uh, You're not going to be making it out to Madison Square Garden in April? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Such enthusiasm. <laughs> that's, that's far enough away I might be able to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you have to get tickets, like, tomorrow. I think it's going to sell out right away. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, the pre-sale was like sixty percent sold. Yeah, really How crazy is that sixty percent mm-hmm. of Madison Square Garden was sold exclusively to just the Honor Club people. Yeah, hasn't even gone to sale to the public yet. Oh, that's crazy. Well, there, there's a lot of them in the Northeast. So, what a time to be a wrestling fan, hey? Yes. Yeah. Sir. Amen to that. Yeah, just well, thanks again, with that. Yeah, thanks again, man. I was just going to say, with that uh, PWG ticket buying thing, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew when I was sitting there and you're watching that like clock countdown to the, the <laughs> on-sale time and from previous experience of how fast these fuckers just fly out, like last year was just insane. Um, my heart was just racing. Like that's all I could feel, just like this thump, 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 thump. And then, yeah, I was just pure fear that it actually did trick down to the the – clock strikes zero and then yeah as soon as we actually knew that we had the tickets 
It was just like I, I think I double checked, like reconfirmed with you guys like six times. Yeah. Have we got them? Have we got yeah, them? We're sure we got them? <laughs> I think we were all taking like tally marks on post-it notes, trying to figure out if everybody had everything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was great. We're all going. We got our we got our places booked. We got our flights booked. Can't wait to see you guys there. Yeah, man. All right, man. See you there, buddy. Sounds all right, great. take care, guys. Peace. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Talk later. All right. Well, Mr. We... Vanderbeek, you still there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Should we close up shop? We've had a long one. That was an excellent yeah, report man. by John. We have the best reporter. He he goes in, he reports on wrestling, then he does awesome stuff like goes to gay nightclubs and has awesome drinks with smoke in them. That's how, the best report ever. And he, he kept his kidneys, so that's a good sign. Yeah, good for him. Kept his kidneys, kept his liver. He's got all of the organs still, I believe. And he's got... Um, what was it? Uh, increased libido potentially from that snake shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snake is strong. Yo, oh man, yeah, that was, that was so good. I really like hearing about all. Like, it's good to get the report of the wrestling show itself, but like, it's it's also the stuff around the wrestling shows that sort of also piqued my interest. For sure, I want him to grab me some lucha mask next time he's down there. Yeah, you can get one of those like. It's funny because like the the quality of a lot of the ones that are the bootleg ones is just so shitty. Like you can even see the stitchings, like kind of crap. But they're the ones you have to get because they're like the authentic experience. I think of of buying the the mask on the street kind of deal. So oh, yeah, deal in like um, you know, San Diego where you see them everywhere and a lot of places like that. My plan is to eventually start collecting them, like even if they're the cheap, crappy ones, and get those mannequin heads and just have them all set up, like maybe lining the wall or something. I think that'd be really dope. Yeah, I've actually got a bit of a collection myself um, to where I could probably do that. But um, yeah, they're just sitting in a box somewhere, I think. Courtney's like, no, thank you, sir. Yeah, I don't think she should appreciate that um, home decorating look. Who knows? Who knows? I think Dave Meltzer actually I've seen pictures of his office where he has his wall lined with um them with the, the mannequin heads. So See we gotta be more like Dave and we'll be cool. Yeah, I mean just chasing the um the the ghost of the legend that is Dave Meltzer. And the eventual seven star match. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, he's a interesting cat. Oh, it's definitely. I've been lucky to be in his company and chat with him a couple of times. And yeah, as long as you keep talking wrestling, he can keep engaged. <laughs> he kind of drifts off when it goes non wrestling. Yeah. But no, he was awesome. Like, uh, me and I sat with him and Farmer uh, one time, I think it was in Dallas, and just bullshitted about like uh, New Japan and All Japan, like, uh, actual cards for how much they booked as far as the the attendance and the real numbers compared to the the gimmick numbers and yeah it was just really interesting because both those two are just a wealth of information yeah oh man what a place to be between matt farmer and dave Meltzer. that's like a dream situation right there in terms of wrestling history yeah i don't deserve it (laughs) (laughs) just like i totally wasted everything about that opportunity (laughs) i was just worried about dave your your tie's hanging out of your collar let me adjust that i literally adjusted the man's collar i feel like such an idiot (laughs) i just couldn't let dave melter walk around you know sometimes when you wear a tie and you 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 put the tie a little bit over the shirt collar and you don't realize because it's in the back you ever Mm, seen that mm. yeah yeah so I, i tried to save the guy's ass and yeah, you Tell got his back. Feedback. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, what, and then you just got the vibe of Dave's like, why the fuck's this guy touching me? <laughs> and Farmer's like, why is Jeremy touching him? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, let's plug the socials and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's shut this down. Um, yeah, so as always, we are appreciative of our, our friends as part of the Social Suplex Wrestling Podcast Network. A uh, lot of other fun shows that you can check out on there, including One Nation Radio, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, the Outsiders Edge Wrestling Show, uh, Keeping It Strong Style, the New Japan Wrestling Show. Uh, all all fun stuff. And yeah, I mean, if you want to hear a bit more extended version of, of what we just uh, talked out in terms of the, the G1 from guys that have been maniacally watching it, um yeah listen to keeping it strong style uh the other jeremy and josh smith i don't know how they've kept up with all of it but somehow they have um maybe we can uh have a little little thing i might be able to get uh get josh to give us a little bit of a rundown of, of his experience of keeping that all um you know keeping tabs of all of that madness sometime bit of a debrief that could be good Anyway, uh, homepage of that, socialsuplex.com. Check them all out. I highly recommend them. Very nice. Um, And yeah, for myself, uh, Chris Things on the Instagram and the Twitter. Uh, Where can we find you, sir? I am also on Instagram as Twitter under at James Vanderbeek, J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek. So yeah, if you want to follow me or, you know, if you know a wrestler that maybe is looking for a shirt design, hit me up. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome stuff. And uh, thank you for uh, sharing the the art making uh, last week. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was the fun. The little uh, Brody art that we came up with. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it as well. It was good times. We need to come up with a concept to do for another set of drawings. Mm, exactly. We'll uh, keep it coming and uh, take advantage of us both being uh, wrestling, dumb, mega fans as well as um art folk yes sir mm. all right man well let's close this up i am looking forward to bola looking forward to the next edition of this show and i'll be able to talk about the big progress and defy weekend a little yeah, bit man. further I maybe we can go into a little bit deeper yeah yeah definitely it'll be good i think um a lot of people would be really um interested in the the whole defy scene and, and finding out a little bit more about it about you know your uh, experience with matt farmer himself and uh you know what sort of goes into putting on a, a show like this interesting yeah. stuff now, all right well thank you thank you my friend thank, thank you, you everybody everyone. for listening uh we appreciate it and uh what's what's that uh swifty close that uh you, you <laughs> it's do, the only thing friend? we could come up with so hey everyone get swifty Nice. All right. Take care, friends. Peace. Bye.